It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Something's Not Right. I'm Olivia. And I'm Tashana. And we have got a pretty short story today. But before we get started, I just wanted to mention a couple of things. We are going to start doing a monthly premium mini-sode for Patreon donors at any level. A dollar or more, you're going to get access to those. For now, I think we're just going to be doing one a month. That could go up to two a month, though. I don't know. Yeah. It just sort of depends on how it's working out for us. Sure. So it, that may be available before this episode even airs. I'm not sure yet. It's going to be available soon because we're going to record it in a few minutes. So for the price of a cup of coffee. Less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. You can get more of us. And who does not love us don't answer that <laughs> i can think of a few people right yeah. off the top of my head um the other thing which i've mentioned a bunch of times already and we're getting nothing for this at all i'm just telling you this because i would love to meet people but crime con is here in nashville may 4th through 6th and we will be there not in any official capacity we're just attending and i would love to meet fellow podcasters and people who listen to the show for sure. And I think we talked about we're going to try and put together a list for people of places and things that aren't annoyingly touristy. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tourist stuff, I mean, if you're into that, I guess have at it. We you know, will take your money in our city however we can. Yeah. But there are things to do other than the tourist area, which is not going to give you a very authentic slice of Nashville, if, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's kind of the manufacturing. It's more, I feel like every time I'm down there, it feels more and more manufactured. Yeah, yeah. We can spot a tourist by the cowboy hat because we don't wear those here. That's, no. Like people, I guess they, the only time I wore a cowboy hat recently was at a yard sale. And it's because I was trying to sell them. And I forgot a hat. I don't wear and them. And I did not want to get some birds. I look good in cowboy hats. It's like the only kind of hat that looks good on me, which is weird when I don't wear them. But I'm from here. I mean, do y'all think that people who live in Orlando wear mouse ears every day? <laughs> I like that comparison. I, I mean, there's some older people I feel like wear cowboy hats. Like older gentlemen. But they wear it when they go out to but, like the jamboree. But it's like, this is not on mu Not on like on second avenue this isn't texas though 
I mean. No. And you fools that I see walking around with cowboy boots who've probably never worn them before. Um, Have fun with those blisters. Yeah. Speaking of someone who owns a few pairs of cowboy boots, they are not made for walking, actually. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Crime Con will be there. Let's try to have some fun. And one other thing is we are going to have a very special episode coming out on February 15th. You may have seen us kind of tease it in our social media. We actually recorded the episode to vinyl in the Mm -hmm. recording booth at Third Man Records. Like a very short. It's a very short episode, but it has some significance, and we're not going to really explain what it is or why right now. I think we'll we'll kind of get into that a little bit closer to the time, but just just be aware that's coming and and listen for it because you know we're those fucking weirdos who recorded a podcast on vinyl. I'm so I'm really excited that we pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy idea, and we gave it a listen and. I'm still my favorite thing about it is that we do sound like old radio people. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's all I have to start out in the way of housekeeping. Anything you need to add before I get into this? No, I, I can't really think of anything at all. Okay, cool. Well, then let's let's do this okay so we're doing something a little bit different today we're going to talk about a very 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 recent murder here in nashville in fact it's so recent it hasn't gone to trial yet yeah we don't usually do that no and while i'm on that i want to clarify that anyone we mention is presumed innocent until proven guilty the opinions we express here are of course our own I feel like that should be understood, but I've been known to overestimate people. So, you know, mm-hmm, we probably mm-hmm. ought to be running a disclaimer at the top of every episode. Well, I maybe don't know. we should record one of those. Maybe so. So, anyway, the person charged with the crime we're going to be talking about today has not yet been tried or convicted, just so you know. Today, I am going to tell you about the murder of 12 year old Joanna Arteaga. I I'm fairly certain I pronounced that correctly. I did okay with my Spanish. Don't remember any of it, but I can pronounce the (laughs) words. So hopefully I got that right. Someone please correct me, though, if I didn't. And that murder happened just this past summer, August 10th, 2017. Some of you who live around here may actually remember it. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about Joanna. She was a seventh grader at Liberty Collegiate Academy, which is a middle school in Nashville's Inglewood neighborhood. And neighbors said she was polite, helpful, kind, and always happy. The Arteaga family had even been diligent about checking in on their next door neighbors the previous year because one of them, it was a couple, and one of them was dying. Okay. So after the man passed away, they would check in on his wife. Like if they hadn't seen her for a few days, they'd go in and see how she's doing. And that came from, you know, she told someone that when the paper interviewed her. So the Arteagas lived in the Hillview Acres Mobile Home Park. And that's technically in Goodlettsville, which is an independent city. But for our purposes, it's pretty much Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's very close to where I live. Yeah. Yeah. And so based on descriptions in the newspaper and some of the pictures I saw, too, the trailer park wasn't run down. I mean, you know, sometimes you think of those really gross trailer parks, but it no, was... No, but some they keep 
they keep it up. Yeah, this one, it looked like they, they kept it fairly tidy. And apparently it was originally open to Hal's retirees. So, okay. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's not like it would be full of sketchy drug dealers who are just not taken care of. So on the day of the crime, Joanna stayed home from school. She was on crutches and recuperating. She'd had some kind of a leg injury in a skating accident. You know, because that's what happens with 12-year-olds. So she was staying home alone that day and was home alone most of the day. But her mom did actually come home and have lunch with her at 12.30. And then she returned to her job at a dry cleaning business. Okay. Johanna's final text to her mother came through around 5.30 p.m. And in that text, she mentioned that someone was knocking on the door. Like that's all it said? Yeah. And... That's that is really creepy. Yeah, in retrospect, that's just it's sort of chilling, and you know I don't know how how uncommon it was or common it was for somebody to come to the door. I don't I don't know that it was a message like oh mom I'm scared somebody's knocking on the door, but it, it just told her something someone was knocking on the door. Sure, well, and I could imagine that I don't know maybe if you're not expecting someone, yeah, like if I get a knock on my door and I. I'm not expecting someone to come over. I even I'm get a little who who the hell is yeah. this? Yeah, so do I. So her mom and her 14-year-old sister and 10-year-old brother got back home around 6.45 p.m. And they found Joanna dead. And the Arteaga's next-door neighbor told a Tennessean reporter that she had arrived home to police lights and tape and actually saw Joanna's mother being taken from the trailer, screaming her daughter's name and crying, which is just heartbreaking. One police sergeant working the case said, I've never seen anything this brutal in my entire career. Jesus. So, yeah, it was bad news right off the bat. And J.R., you know, was covering this sort of as it happened. And, you know, he thought it was weird they were being a little cagey with information, just... But the overall impression was, it's bad. And I'm sure another part of that is she's a kid. Well, her being a minor and also because, you know, they have to keep some things in reserve. Yeah, because... confessions. Mm-hmm. And did... Yeah. So exactly. At the, initial poli- at the initial press conference, the Metro Nashville Police Department spokesman would not get specific about the crime, uh, but he did say there was blunt force trauma to her body and that her clothing was in disarray. At the time, they confirmed to the press that Johanna had not been stabbed or shot, and also that there weren't any signs of forced entry, leading them to believe that she knew her killer. He would also not confirm whether or not they believe she was sexually assaulted or if the home had been robbed. It was later revealed by the autopsy that Joanna's cause of death was strangulation. In addition, there were numerous cuts and bruises on her body, and they mentioned her face and neck specifically in connection with those. So I don't know if the cuts were from a knife or if it was just from being beaten badly you know there's just no telling well also she put up a fight at all too who knows yeah yeah so on september 25th metro nashville police announced they had arrested 45 year old roy donald coons jr 
and charged him with premeditated murder, two counts of first-degree felony murder, attempted rape of a child, and especially aggravated burglary in the case. Coons was a neighbor of the Arteaga family. He lived just two doors down. Oh, come on. And he had a long criminal record with more than 30 offenses since 1992. The last one before the killing was the felony marijuana possession and unlawful gun possession in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I went through, I was looking through his records. That You know, I got bored with it after a while, but... Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, was it all, like, more petty stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was, like, you know, theft and and DUIs, driving without a license, drug charges, that sort of thing. But no, like, violent Nothing crimes? Nothing violent that I saw. But I didn't go through all That's of them, especially the early ones. I got, got bored with it. So. How old is he? 45. Okay. Police had identified him as a possible suspect early on, but it was when they got back DNA results and then there was other unspecified evidence. Oh, no. They said they connected him that sealed the deal and they arrested him. And police felt Joanna might have known of him, but they weren't sure if they were actually acquainted. I mean, since he lived two doors down, it's... I think it's likely that they could have seen each other just in sure. passing. Like, she might have thought, oh, man, there's that creepy guy. Right. I mean, you can look at this picture. I think he has a neck tattoo. So. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Not that all people with neck tattoos are terrible. I've but known all, a few. But, but all, most all people the... who are terrible have neck tattoos. <laughs> well, most of the people <laughs> I know who have neck tattoos that aren't terrible are people who do are tattoo artists for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can, like, well, they, they uh, run that's out of their space. job. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm searching my brain for any non-sketchy people that I've ever known of that have had one. And I'm hard-pressed. It's so, so, just so we're clear here, people, not everybody who has a neck tattoo is a sketchy motherfucker, but most sketchy motherfuckers have a neck tattoo. It's true. <laughs> All right, so... So, and, and like I said before, this guy has not been convicted, but he is convicted by me of being a sketchy motherfucker. <laughs> this is where we need the doom doom, the yeah. law and order sound. That's, uh, that's also my text message sound when I, whenever I turn my sound on on my phone. So, this is where our story ends for now. On October 4th of 2016... No, 2017. I forgot what year it is. Lord. She was still alive in 2016. On October 4th of 2017, Coons pleaded not guilty at his arraignment, and he is currently awaiting trial. So we'll keep an eye on they this. Don't have a, do they have a date set? I didn't see one. On the docket. We, but we'll keep an eye on it. I've got a Google alert set, and if it seems necessary, we'll record an update. But at the very least, you know, we can share the verdict on social media once that comes up mm-hmm. so that is what all i've got for this very very short episode big thank you to justin and our new patron chase oh chase also somebody ordered a shirt with our logo on it and i don't get to see who orders our shirts but whoever you are we love you for sure and like olivia said when she olivia's really great she 
keeps more on top of the things and then sends me the information when stuff like that happens. And I agree with her that it would be nice to one day just see one of our shirts just out. I know. I would freak out. I would fangirl over oh, somebody yeah. wearing our shirt. I'd be like, I'd oh my God, pictures. I Can I have your autograph? It's a, <laughs> it's a weird thing. I still, I mean, with the show, I feel like we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, even not just from people that know us. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's important. Um, well, I'm going to talk for a minute. We're just going to have fill in a little time sure here. Sure thing. But I feel... And I've said this before, uh, just where I've worked on film prior to this and done a lot of stuff in that capacity. It's nice when your friends and loved ones appreciate and compliment you. and But it's hard to beat when it's a complete stranger who does not owe you anything. Right. Like, at all. Takes the time to either comment on something on social media or send you a direct message and i still you know with the film stuff i do i at least once a month and i keep them all because sometimes you're having a bad day and you need to look at something positive have someone i don't know a complete stranger who's seen some movie i did like 10 years ago message me and tell me how much they enjoyed my performance and all this stuff and you know i know that we've gotten private messages too and it just means a lot because someone took the time out of their lives and i think we can all agree we're all pretty busy people most people it's not, a lot going on not stacy she's good she's busy being a bitch mm -hmm. she's busy being a juggy mcjuggerson Settle down, Stacy. Exactly. But just to take the time to say something nice. And and also, to the... This kind of ties into that. And I know we've talked about other podcasts before that we listen to. And we've gotten to know the people who do them. But that's been, I think, really important, too. The sense of sort of community and mm -hmm. camaraderie and supporting one another. Because I think... Anytime you do anything that has any sort of measurement of creativity, especially, there is sometimes an unfortunate tendency for people to want to tear other people down mm -hmm. and be very critical. And I do know that some of that is steeped in jealousy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this show has, a, like, this person has more success than I do. But I've tried throughout the years with any sort of creative endeavor I've done use it more as one like fuel to do better like be inspired by it and you know at the end of the day I mean we're all kind of in it together and we're only gonna it's only gonna help one another if we're supported right as opposed absolutely. to being negative absolutely with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Yeah, I never understand like people who get real mad and are like, I hate my favorite murder. And, you know, I I think it's just because they're successful. I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, I've talked about at length how I've never really listened to them before. And my reticence has a huge chunk of that has to do with I'm sort of the opposite of Olivia in that most of I admittedly do not listen to many true crime podcasts yeah. because we do one. And I would never want to hear one. This is sort of my process. I'm just being candid here. I wouldn't want to hear, say, a show do a subject that I was thinking of doing and let that stifle me into yeah. saying I can't do it because there's no way I can do the, do it better. Or to sort of be influenced by the style of it or whatever. And that's just me personally. But I would never be like, I hate them because everyone loves them. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, ever, ever, ever. The only thing you'll probably ever hear me say about other podcasts that's negative are, one, I will constructively criticize them yeah. if I don't care for one I listen to and say, and if someone asks me to be honest, what do you like about it? Well, for me, maybe it's the way they talk. It just doesn't work for me because there are certain like manners of speaking that are boring to me yeah. or their style. It's just not for me. But well, you probably wouldn't give them a negative rating. For hell that no, I wouldn't do because that. Because that's not something someone can help. No, because that's them. It's just not for me. Like I recognize that not, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be awesome for someone else. I mean, I only listen to a handful on a regular basis and I've gotten into many a conversation with people. I've said on here before, kind of how Olivia's obsessed with My Favorite Murder. I'm sort of obsessed with Mark Marin's podcast, WTF. And I've listened to it for a long time now. And I'm, But I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I just can't get into it. It's just not my thing. Right. And for me, I one, when they're like, well, you're stupid because it's the best. <laughs> or I don't, and I have listened to, to podcasts before that, people have told me to and I try to find something in it that I'm like well this is really good like that's a good idea but I'm just I'm it's the same way I am with like film analysis which I do a lot of and I've fortunately been asked more and more to contribute my opinions on and I if you walk into a situation looking for the negative or to get pissed off or offended by something it's going to happen. You're going to find it. So I try to walk in with as open of sort of a mind as I can of, well, what can I take away from this that's positive? And I think that that's something that we, not to sound like all feel good, because anyone that knows me knows that's not really <laughs> normal, but it's more just, I think we can all strive to do that more in anything sure. to be a lot more open to finding good stuff than bad. And, you know, other than the other point I was going to make, other than offering constructive criticism. And I will say too, there's podcasts that I listened to several episodes of 
and I kept listening because I really liked the subject matter. And then I got to the point where I'm like, I fucking can't stand listening to this person talk anymore. And I don't listen to it anymore. There's no shortage of content out there. But even then, I didn't go on their, like, I didn't go on iTunes and say, this person sucks. I, I chose to no longer listen and unsubscribe from them. And that was my way of... I'm not giving anyone a negative rating unless they, like, say something racist or whatever. Well, yeah, or something that just doesn't even, like, just unfathomably, like, wrong. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to, just because I don't like the way they talk or the show bores me, that sort of thing. I'm not, somebody else might like it. I'm not going to go in there and tank their ratings because if you, you know, we don't have a ton of listeners. (laughs) And every little bit helps, but every little bit also hurts. Yeah, and I also say to that too, no, because I know I have, other people in my life who do podcasts i've been on other ones olivia's done some guesting on ones it's a lot of work that most of us are not getting paid for right like even i just want to put this into perspective for people because i think they have this idea that if you're a celebrity that you get paid for everything you do not true there's even people who do podcasts who maybe have done something else like been in a movie or they probably, if they do make it, it ain't much. Like, they're doing it because they really enjoy doing it. And so, I'm not just going to walk up and take a piss all, <laughs> all no. over that. No. In fact, this is a labor of love. And then, that's not to say nothing of the time we spend on research or just getting the word out there. And, and But we love doing it. We love doing it. And that's why we do it. So think about things like that before you, you know, shit on people. But but I think the main thing here we were talking about was how much we like it that people like us. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I, the other small part I wanted to say is that the only time I ever, and it's not even, I don't take it necessarily as negative. The only time I ever find myself like, damn is when i see something i'm like i wish i'd thought of that first i wish i had thought we had i had thought to do that but i don't i don't let it like be negative i use it as a positive right like well damn maybe if i have an idea i shouldn't be afraid to tell olivia or if it's like with film stuff i do i should be more proactive in like getting off my ass and like do it putting this idea out there so that that's what i'm trying to do more of and i encourage everyone else to do it um but we do love when people love us so we can go back to talking about that and it's still like when i get little i'm not gonna lie like little alerts on my phone and I read comments people make. I mean, life sucks sometimes, okay? And it's nice. It cheers us up. It's really nice. And oh my so God. we got a message one time where somebody I think they kind of thought we were famous and I was like, Oh, that is so sweet. I wow. am just this weird anxiety ridden <laughs> slug who spends most of my time holed up in this bedroom watching unsolved mysteries and listening to podcasts. But if you you want to think i'm famous yeah and i'm i'm a frustrated like filmmaker actress who has to work a nine to five day job to pay my bills but that she's been in pictures i have um and but whenever i can i 
and have downtime at work and probably either working on something for our show or my own like outside creative endeavors i mean so for anyone to take the time to say anything and to think that i'm a big deal like at all it's nice but you've been in moving pictures well, I have, and I do, so fun fact about me, and if anyone wants to go, they can go see it, I do have an IMDb page, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't be revealing this, isn't that big of a deal, <laughs> but I think that people who have never done anything with that kind of stuff, anytime it gets brought up, like I met a guy at a party once, and after like a few days later, he messaged me and he was like, I didn't know that I was talking to a movie star and i said <laughs> that is a really liberal use of that word okay if by you if by movie star you mean i've been in a movie where i was one of the stars then yes <laughs> technically i guess you can say that but in the like as we know the term movie star no, <laughs> I am not. I think that we should offer a Patreon perk that's uh, signed headshots of you. I'm okay with that. And then we can get someone to take the headshots. That's right. And, well, I need to do the one where it's like uh, a lot of comedians used to do these, but it makes me think of, it was one of the, one of the few parts actually of not to go down this rabbit hole of that Ghostbusters remake that made me laugh. But it's where he has those headshots of himself. But it's doing really stupid stuff. <laughs> like, this one I'm dressed like a doctor. This one I'm holding the saxophone. Nice. Like, maybe I need to do some of those. But So the, the moral of all of this is always tell us that you love us. Do it. <laughs> but also tell other people, too. And don't be shitheads. Stacy. Definitely her. She's number one on the list. I have something I wanted to to mention sure. that uh, I forgot about. Since we're having a, I wouldn't call this an airing of grievances. No, and this isn't a grievance at all. We had, <laughs> back in episodes 12 and 13, we covered the case of Paula Herring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, right around the time we released that, it was like right before a book was going to be released about her. I found that out during my research. And it's it's a book called A Murder in Music City, and the author is Michael Bishop. So I had the book and just got really busy. I think, you know, I had to go out of town somewhere and get my kid in school, and then there were the holidays. So finally I got around to reading it. It's a, it's a thick book, but it's a quick read because it's really engrossing. It paints the thing in a whole new light. And so I highly recommend it. You should give it a give it a look. I am I'm not 100% sure if I'm on board with the author's theory. I he spent 20 years researching it and It's a long time. Yeah, it's um it's really really I don't know, it's just like a clever story. So whether whether you end up believing it or not, it's a very interesting read and kind of tells you a little bit of how things worked in nashville in the 60s too so check that out and we'll put i'll put a link to it somewhere like on our facebook page or something i know we've i've posted a picture on instagram so check that out and i think yeah and i feel like the things i've seen that the author has been really nice to us and 
I know Olivia's been in contact with him and kind of like supportive, which is also really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we did the episode, I said something sort of dismissive about it. I'm like, I was like, you know, I read the book description. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of crazy, but it's not crazy. I mean, it's it's a wild story, but he's got reasons to back up his claims and some evidence, too. And so it's it's I think it's believable. Sure. So definitely check that out if that story interested you. And I think that's I think that's all I got. Yeah. It's a shorty, but that's okay. Sometimes shorties are good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus